Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome to the Colby Daniels Podcast, presented by Artisan Botanicals in Midwest City. Check out their line of natural medicine products. You can visit the website, abotanicalcompany.com. When you enter the code COLBYSHOW at checkout, C-O-L-B-Y-S-H-O-W, COLBYSHOW at checkout, you save 15% off your online order. So if you're looking for Kratom, CBD, or the new Delta 8 capsules, uh, check out Artisan Botanicals. And look, if you have questions, give them a call, 405-458-9699. They're all about helping people live a better life, and they're certainly more than happy to answer any questions you may have about their products and how they can make you live a better life day to day. So anyway, check it out again. Newly remodeled website. Easy and safe pickup. Order online, abotanicalcompany.com. 15% off with the code Colby Show. All right, so we're going to jump right into our interview today as we talk Ohio State football getting ready for the national title game. But I do want to let you guys know I haven't been promoting it uh, but I've had several people ask about the videos after the stream is over. So if, you, if you're not able to catch the stream on a certain day or you don't want to just listen to the podcast and you want to watch the video, you can find those on YouTube. I've been posting them there basically as like an archive for myself, but uh, you're more than welcome to go watch them there. Colby Daniels, uh, easy to find. So that's where the, the daily videos go after they've been streamed. And then obviously you can listen on all the podcast platforms. So uh, again, appreciate you guys. And here is today's guest covering the Ohio State Buckeyes, Stephanie Odie. Stephanie, how are you? This has been a wild ride. I don't think that all of us anticipated that we might get to this point when the season began, but especially for Ohio State, it's been maybe as wild a ride as as ever. Yeah, it's been it's been a crazy season. I remember back in August where I was at a protest where the parents were fighting for a season and they specifically said, we want to come back because these guys are going to be in the national championship. There was full and utter belief that this was one of the best teams, if not the best in America. Coach Day said that countless times. So that's why they fought so hard. And even Wyatt Davis was talking about it yesterday. He opted out when the season was canceled. And so then when they, you know, beat Clemson in the fashion that they did, you know, the guys on the team were saying, hey, you almost didn't come back for this, giving them a hard time. But him and Sean Wade came back and it's come full circle for them. So it's, it's a crazy ride, but it's been a joy to cover. I mean, just as as early as, what, like a month ago, there there was a situation where we were wondering if Ohio State was even going to be a conference champion, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, they lost two games due to cancellation at no fault of their own. And they they canceled the game against Illinois prematurely just because they wanted to nip it in the bud because that happened a lot in the Big Ten is that they would cancel the game before they really reached that threshold that would require them to cancel – so by doing that, it allowed them to, you know, not have to do the 21-day quarantine with that many cases. But then Michigan comes up and, and cancels on them. So they lose this historic tradition of the rivalry against Michigan. So it was devastating, but they changed the role. And, I, I you know, I went on ESPN, I talked about it. But they deserve to be in the Big Ten Championship because they beat Indiana head-to-head. That would have been the Big Ten East champion. And since you beat them head-to-head, you you get the edge on that and. And they went and played. But, you know, that was an interesting game. And I know we'll get into that. But the the Big Ten Championship was very telling, especially when it comes to Trey Sermon. And it really gave them some leverage and able to scheme against Clemson. So I think that it came full circle and they were able to, to really put up a good showing. 
Well, before we get to Justin Fields and Trey Sermon and, and all this other stuff, I know COVID is a big issue uh, this week. And I, I've seen reports that they're going to play. It's not a situation that prevents them from playing Monday night, but certainly uh, they could be without key players. What's the overall COVID situation for Ohio State right now? Yeah, so the concern is that a position group is strongly affected. Usually it's been pretty spread out, and we've lost key players in certain games, and we've definitely seen how that affects the team. And, you know, Justin Fields didn't have Chris Olave in the Big Ten Championship. That was a big issue. But right now they don't reveal any any status report until the day of the game when it comes to COVID, and they won't technically release who has uh, what they're out for. So right, right now we know that, uh, two guys didn't play in the game against Clemson, and so we're hoping that they can reach, reach that reach that daily requirement of being in quarantine, going a certain amount of days without having a positive test. So it could come close, and the concern is on the defensive line. But Haskell Garrett spoke earlier this week, and he said as long as him and Jonathan Cooper are in, he feels good. So I feel good about that. They have strong leadership there, but it is a concern that one position group will have to dip down in the depth chart. What is the status of Justin Fields? I, I would assume that he is going to do everything in his power to calm everybody down and say that he's okay and give it a go, but uh, that was certainly a hit where I, I think all of us kind of wondered, is he even going to finish the game? And, you know, luckily they're able to, to give you things that nobody sees that, that sometimes help those performances, but the guy's just a, a tough dude that gutted out just an unbelievable performance. Yeah, I noticed this a lot last season, especially when we were able to have our interviews in person. Justin Fields is a very matter-of-fact guy. He knows how to handle the media as Ohio State quarterback. We're going to look into it, and he knows that if you're on the ground too long, the Ohio State fan base will freak out. So as hard as a hit as he gets, he usually just jumps right back up in utter pain just so Ohio State won't have a panic attack. And that, I saw that in the Michigan game last year when he started to have to wear the knee brace. He went in the medical tent, and then right after that, he throws a touchdown pass to Garrett Wilson. We saw that again against Clemson, where he goes down with a brutal hit, comes back for a 60-plus yard touchdown. So he's able to play through it, but when he went down and stayed down, I knew it was serious because he just – he fights through it. And then we see, you know, the images of him getting on the bike and, and showing the pain on his face. He did the same in the post-game press conference interview. When he's sitting down, you just hear the grunting and things like that. But as the week went on, he said that he did go to bed that night concerned whether or not he would be able to perform in the national championship but he woke up that next day on Saturday and told coach Jay hey I'm surprised I feel better and then that lingered thought kind of went on a couple of days later but he has full faith in the medical staff he looked pretty good when we spoke to him yesterday and so I think he'll play through it I just hope it doesn't affect him because he said every time you know he threw the ball he could feel it's right in that right midsection so We'll see. We won't get some specifics on that injury. Maybe they'll tell us after the game, but we definitely won't know those specifics heading into the game. But we do anticipate Justin Fields to play through it. And and as Cardell Jones will say, if we have to dip into a backup <laughs> quarterback, they can take Alabama in the playoffs. But we definitely need Justin Fields in this one. Hey, I was at that Cardell Jones Oregon National Championship game, and to see the three-game run that he went on, I believe it. And and look, you just have to look as far as just a couple years ago when uh, you you look at the. I was at uh, the Oklahoma Ohio State game, and I remember the quarterbacks warming up, and it was like J.T. Barrett. And I think Joe Burrow was on the sideline at that point. And uh, who else was there? Dwayne Haskins was a backup. And I think Tate Martell was still there. And I'm just like, where do they get all these guys? 
And interesting, Trey Sermon was on the other side. He was, yes. The other team. So, I mean, that, that's an interesting – I mean, you got to love the small world of football. But, yeah, that, that was a, a wild ride. And I think that will help Ohio State in this one. They, they do have the confidence, and I love them as an underdog. I think it was eight out of nine games where they've come in as an underdog. It's rare that they do, but when it comes to the, you know, college football playoffs, it's, it seems to be that they're the underdog, and they thrive on that. Yeah. So, it'll help. It's just, I think – I think the biggest opponent, and I've said this, you know, week after week, the biggest opponent Ohio State has is the pandemic and coronavirus. So if if they didn't have that, it would be an interesting season. I can definitely say that the pandemic has affected every team. So we'll see how they're able to push through that. But I, I think that Ryan Day is able to really push these guys through. Same with Justin Fields. And I think that when we saw them at the Northwestern game, I think the emotional fatigue of it all got to them. And so – I think they got past the hump, and they're playing for all the marbles here. So I feel good about it. They'll know the next day, hey, we can go out now. We can be college kids. And so they'll, they'll be able to have that to look forward to. So I think, I think right now their, their mental state will be ready to go. You mentioned talking to Justin Fields and the whole you know, media availability getting ready for this game. What's been your biggest takeaway or multiple takeaways just, just from having those conversations getting ready for this game? This game in particular, Justin Fields handles like any other game. You know, you'll a lot of the Ohio State media, they'll, they'll try to do some digging, but he's really good about being very matter-of-fact. And that's where, it, going back to the Big Ten Championship game, because I think that was so pivotal, even though his best performance came following that week, that game alone was the first time I really saw like a little bit of emotion from him. Usually he's very matter-of-fact, whether it's the highs. Usually it's the highs, but... When it came to that situation, after Indiana, you know, he, he expected it. And he went a full season last year, almost a full season without any interceptions in the regular season. So when Michigan State was able to pick him off, he said, you know, it was almost a relief because every quarterback gets picked off. And it was crazy for Ohio State to get so down on that. But it's like, OK, it's one interception on a whole regular season. That's a good deal. So I think in that instance, it was a bit of a relief. But when it came to. Indiana, he was still very mad. Matter of fact, I'll get back on my path. And then when Northwestern hit, that's when I started to see him really kind of show like, man, like, you know, maybe the thumb was a concern and I didn't have my wide receiver, but he takes full responsibility. He puts it on, on himself and he prepared like none other. He said he's never prepared harder for a game than he did for that Clemson game. And so I think the loss the year prior might have affected that. But this is the national championship. We've heard them say all season long that they want to they want to be in this game. And that's why they fought so hard for the season. And I think that when you talk about all these, all the competition and people started doubting Justin Fields and, you know, the Ohio State quarterback in the NFL, you know, there's a lot of stigmas that are, that he's fighting against. And he just wants to prove like, hey, I am one of the best quarterbacks. He had to, you know, go against Trevor Lawrence throughout his, you know, from 16 years old and on. And he'll continue to have to do that. So I think, now up against Mac Jones, who was a Heisman finalist this year. Justin Fields was one last year. He's got juice. He's got what he needs to to want to compete against these guys the level he did against Clemson. So I think he's got all the mentality he needs. Let's just hope that it is the midsection. But, you know, now that he's started to show some some more emotion than we are used to, I that wasn't really a topic yesterday. He didn't talk about that too much. So I think that he'll be, he'll be ready. I think he'll be good. And he'll you know, give him some shots and he gave some confidence in the 
the medical staff. So I think that it'll be it'll be good, and, and he's fully confident. How surprising has the the emergence of Trey Sermon been? I, you know, in Oklahoma, obviously everybody knows how good the guy is, and uh, there was a portion of the season where he wasn't really playing, and Master Teague goes down and he gets his opportunity, and sometimes that's all it takes. But um, I mean, he was relatively quiet all year until the Big Ten Championship, right? Yeah, he was a great guy to add to that running back room because the time he came, that room was pretty banged up. You lose J.K. Dobbins, and what a pivotal role he played in the playoffs last year. And so Master T goes down with the Keeley's injury, you know, right in spring practice. And so they needed to bring in a new guy, and Coach Tony Alford recruited Trey Sermon, and, you know, they had to play against him, and there was no love loss. They, they had a lot of mutual respect, and Justin Fields, even trained with Justin Fields and Trey Sermon. They trained together in Georgia. So they had some built-in chemistry. So he came in and meshed well. But, you know, Master T got those looks. And that was the guy that we knew was going to go in after J.K. Dobbins. And so Trey didn't really get too many opportunities there. And so when he was pushing to a position, we're like, okay, we got to run him. We got to run him because the passing game wasn't working at Northwestern. Master T went down. So when they – was really forced to put in the trust in him. He showed him. And I think he got the respect from his teammates and he feels, you know, he's thriving on that. But coach day after Northwestern, he said he would have called the plays as, as he would have, you know, he didn't change his opinion after the Nor- Northwestern game. He said he would have waited to run after the Clemson game. He was like, no, I, I, I wish I would have ran him sooner. So I think we'll see a lot from Trey Sermon, especially when you're going against Najee Harris and, when, when, you, when you see all these comparisons, like we have a lot of talent at Ohio State. There's unbelievable historical talent at Alabama. They see these comparisons and they're amped up. They're like, okay, I want to beat that guy. So if there's, you know, top running backs on the opposing team, I think Trey Sermon's going to really want to show them, okay, I'm the guy. I'm the guy in this game. I know he broke a rushing record, but I think if I were Trey Sermon, I would be more proud of the top five all-time meme that's now circling the internet. Oh my gosh, I love that meme. It was hysterical. We asked him about that, and he just laughed. He goes, yeah, yeah, you know, I I, I saw the call. And so he he thought it was really funny, and I think it was like, you show all the, you know, top memes, and he's in the top five now. Top five, absolutely. Man, that, that, and it was like the first day of 2021. I tweeted, I was like, this is the best meme of 2021. Day one, we got it. <laughs> it's going to be in the top five all year. I, I mean, I know that 2021 has already had a pretty interesting start, so maybe things get crazier, but I feel like that is going to be one of the all-timers for sure. Yes, yes. It's just the I most mischievous face of all time. <laughs> I don't even know if that was his intention, but it was hysterical. <laughs> so I, I told you before we started recording, going into the semifinal, basically everybody I know picked Clemson to win in a blowout. And I was really surprised by that. And I guess the explanation from everybody is basing it on the Northwestern performance, in the Big Ten Championship, probably Ohio State's worst game of the year. And then they follow that up with their best game of the year. So I I think the question going into this Alabama matchup is, are they the team that played Northwestern? Are they the team that played Clemson or somewhere in the middle? Uh, It kind of felt like in back-to-back performances, we got the extremes on both ends, right? Yeah. You know, that Northwestern game was interesting because Northwestern was the underdog and, you know, they're, they're a solid defense. And so I think that, they went into that game and they had full expectations to win it, even though they were out some guys and it was kind of an emotional fatigue for them. And I I keep going back to that because they've been through so much and I know every team has, but the big time was counted out. You know, they weren't even going to play. 
these these guys and, and Justin Fields, like they fought so hard for this game, for, for the national championship, for this season. Their parents were involved. Coach Day was involved. There were so many leaders that came out and brought these guys together. So the Northwestern game, I think it just got to a point they lost their rivalry game. And every single day when you're training at Ohio State, you have a countdown clock. And every time a day passes, you count down, okay, 365 days till Michigan. So when you're doing pull-ups, you got to do 365, and that number goes down. So it builds this hatred for and respect for the rivalry. So when you lose that, it's like a sunken feeling. You've already lost multiple games. And then, hey, are you even going to play in the Big Ten Championship? You, you're undefeated. You beat the guys that are going to be counted in. They can't even play because of their own COVID test. So, so then everyone's doubting them. They go in and play Northwestern, and it kind of showed that they were, they were having the, this emotional fatigue. And so when they got the shot to play Clemson, I mean, it was just like, all right, we, we made it this far. We fought so hard for this game, and we went out last year against them believing they were the better team. It didn't go their way. So they had a full year to prepare for that game. And so to recalibrate – for the national championship. That is where I had some concern talking with a lot of the alumni and the players themselves. It's the national championship. So you're always going to have that juice, but I, I do wonder, okay, there was so much built up for Clemson, even more so for than there would be for Michigan, like we do every year. So replicating that in this game, and now I'm rambling. I even forgot the question, <laughs> but, but I mean, the, to, to recalibrate and bring it to this game, I think the thing that will get them through it is, Playing for each other. I mean, I know that offensive line when they when they see their quarterback and Justin Fields hurt and getting getting hit that hard, they're they're playing for it. And then Ohio State's offensive lines as as a top competitor too. They could even be the top offensive line, but it was Alabama that gets the award. So it's all of these little wrinkles in there that give them the juice. And so Sean Wade says, okay, I want to up, go up against the Heisman winner. So there's all these little battles that that can give them some, some juice to, to really want to compete here. But there's different elements than there were at Clemson. So I hope that they can show up. And I, I think that they will. You know, it's a national championship. And they got past that emotional fatigue bump that they, they had at Northwestern in the Big Ten Championship. Aside from COVID, <laughs> would you say the secondary, like as far as on-field matchups, is the secondary the biggest concern against the Alabama speed at the receiver position? Oh, yeah. I mean, the secondary has been a concern – this whole season. Right. And Sean Wade came back specifically for, for this reason. And he wanted to raise his draft stock and maybe that will help him. And, you know, he's excited to go against the Heisman winner. You know, that's a big challenge for him, but you know, this is a incredible offense they're going up against. And so as much as they haven't truly been tested or, or proven, they're the guys that we thought they are. They didn't clubs in, but you know, Sean Wayne in particular, we know he's what he's capable of. And we lost so many, so much great talent on defense last year to the draft. And you lose two in the secondary. Three, if you, you know, we lose our safety, Jordan Fuller, Jeff Akuda, Damon Arnett. Those are, you know, they're doing phenomenal in the NFL. NFL so guys, yeah. You lose those guys. Yeah. And two of them were first rounders. So, and, and then if you go up to the defensive line, Chase Young as well. But when you look at that, you know, these guys, like, they, they had big f shoes to fill. And I think up front, they're, they're doing it well collectively. You know, you don't have that one guy to scheme against because Ohio State had that luxury of having a generational talent at edge for year after year. And so this year, it was a, it was a collective uh, effort. And so in the secondary, you know, 
you, you can't rely on your top guy, especially for having COVID issues. And we don't know exactly who's out and who's in yet. But, you know, if, if you're going to lose some guys up there, you're going to have to make sure your secondary is ready. And Seven Banks has been phenomenal lately. So I think that he'll be good. But, you know, I think that, you know, I said this at Clemson, so I'm going to say it again for the national championship. I think Sean Wade's going to have a big game. This is his last game. So I think that he's going to have to really put up a showing. And if he can do that against this incredible offense of Alabama, I think that he'll, he'll help himself out because there's there's things going around in his head and, and they're saying, okay, he's, he's his draft stock's dropping. So I think that that's going to give him what he needs to compete. But again, this offense is incredible, especially if you got Waddle coming back. Right. That's really going to be tough. I don't, I don't think that he'll – I think he'll make like a cameo. I don't know how many reps he'll be getting. But if you have both of those guys in there, I mean, that's going to be tough. Yeah, well, and then they just – you know, they just have the luxury of dumping it down to Mechie or Billingsley if those guys are yeah. covered. It's 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 a bear to try and, and defend, but uh, – It's going to be a shootout. Yeah, it's going to be a shootout. And that's that's what was so interesting about the Clemson matchup was they the defensive line just dominated and never allowed Clemson to get going offensively. I think it's just fair to say Alabama's considerably better on the offensive line. I don't anticipate, even if Ohio State is fully healthy on the defensive line, that it's going to be a mismatch the way it was against Clemson on the line of scrimmage. So naturally, I think if you give Mac Jones more time, he's going to hit big plays. And to me, it just looks like it goes to Justin Fields on the offense. Are they going to be able to keep pace? And is this going to be a you know a back-and-forth type of game? Yeah, see, I do believe in our offensive line. I think that they're... They have the caliber. Maybe we just haven't had enough games to show that. But, you know, Justin Fields has utter faith in them. And I think that especially – so I think the goal is to make it one-dimensional like they did against Clemson. I think that works for both teams here right. because of how powerful both offenses are. They got running backs. They got receivers and phenomenal quarterbacks. So it's it, it's going to be one at the line of scrimmage. And so I, I do think both offensive lines are – or competitors and challenging. I think that it, at, at a healthy, if, if we have our defensive line back, then that's where, that's where you win it for the, for Ohio state. And that's the concern we have. So, uh, you know, if I, everyone always likes to ask, Hey, who, what's your pick? I, I, I wouldn't <laughs> want to give it until I got that status report. Right. So, so that's going to be the biggest thing, but I do think it's going to be a shootout and you know, the, the or the uh, Alabama secondary, I do think has that edge against Ohio State in comparison to the Ohio State secondary to Alabama. So that you know that's where I have the concern. But again, I think that the mentality is what what won it for yeah. Ohio State. I mean, it was it's talent against talent. We keep seeing best versus best. I hope it is you know our best guys versus Alabama's best guys. Just you know out of the concerns of COVID. But right now, I think that it's going to be the mindset and. You know, Alabama, they're used to winning. And so maybe the loss scares them more than winning the national championship. For Ohio State, it's it's getting the win. So I think that they have opposing mindsets. Alabama, you're used to winning. Just don't lose. Like, we're, they're more afraid of losing. Ohio State, I think, wants the win. So I think that's a, a little bit of a difference there. You mentioned the offensive line. I just found out in the game against Clemson that Wyatt Davis' dad is Alvin Mack from the program, which yeah. I don't know if you've seen the program, but that's my favorite football movie ever. Alvin Mack is like top five greatest fictional football player of all time. Yeah, I, I talked to Wyatt <laughs> about that last year. And um, yeah, his dad went the Hollywood route. His grandpa played in the NFL. His brother played at Washington. So, I mean, it's a big, big football family and 
a question that a lot of the national reporters were asking both Alabama and Ohio State yesterday was, you know, you're you're a West Coast guy and you're going to Bama and Ohio State, and it is interesting to see uh, these guys play, you know, in, in Columbus, Ohio. But yeah, he's got Hollywood in his blood, so <laughs> that that's pretty funny as well. I I just wanted I'd ask him why aren't you a linebacker like your dad in the movie? Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he, he went his own route, but but yeah, definitely great, great family. I always say, why Davis came in to Ohio State as, as a pro. You know, he, he's got such a professional NFL manner to him, and I think that was shown at a very young age, and it has a lot to do with his family, I think, and his upbringing. Great family, great kid, and, you know, he's, he's going to do well in the NFL as well. Before I let you run, obviously, huge game on Monday night and not overlooking that at all, but when you kind of just look at 2021 and maybe your educated guess on who's back and, and who ultimately leaves – Ohio State always reloads like the premier programs in college football, but what's kind of the expectation way too early right now for next year? You know, it, that that's a good thing that, you know, when you make it to these playoff games, we keep seeing their recruiting classes are phenomenal. Ohio State's got longevity. And, you know, it, it'd be great to see, you know, Indiana came up in other programs in the Big Ten. It, it'd be nice to show – that better competition just so the sec can't keep saying okay we're the sec how would ohio state do in the sec so you know to give it some some more edge there and so i think that when you look at the recruit class that ohio state's bringing in it's gonna be it's gonna be a long term you're gonna see these guys in the playoffs especially with coach day the way he handled this season in the pandemic it, it showed recruits around the country that's a coach i want to play for and you see the parents and the involvement they have even if you're not going in, I know that when you are on recruiting trips and you see the stadium, Ohio Stadium is, you know, such a, a great stadium to go and see a game in. And that's such a selling point for recruits. But even if you can't do that like this year, you know, the coaching staff alone. I mean, look at the talent they produce. Larry Johnson in particular, just look at what he's developed at Ohio State and, the, you know, the scheming of Ryan Day and you see Kerry Combs and, and what he can do. I think that when you look at the coaches and the culture that they build there, how involved the families are, they build they build a family and they're so professional. They run it like an NFL program. So you're going to get great experience there. And it's a great program uh, educationally and academically. I mean, it's a great school to go to. There's a lot of opportunity in Columbus. So I think there's so many selling points to bring in recruits, which will bring longevity in. You'll see these guys for a long time. Well, Stephanie, I appreciate your time today. I know you're busy, so I'll let you run. But uh, again, thanks for the time. I know it's been a wild season, and obviously Monday night's <laughs> going to be a ton of fun. I will. Uh, I'll follow your Twitter for the uh, the pick after you get the uh, oh. report on Monday. Yeah, that's game time decision. There we go. Game time <laughs> Just like decision. Saying, once I know Waddle if he's in, <laughs> once I know what our defensive line looks like, then I'll then I'll make a pick. And even at that point, it'll be tough, but. Yeah, the status report is the thing that will help me pull the trigger. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Stephanie, thanks a lot. Have a great day. Thank you, you too. That was Ohio State reporter Stephanie Odie covering the Buckeyes as they get ready for this national championship game on Monday night against Alabama. By the way, speaking of being an underdog and just everything that Ohio State is facing in Alabama, how about the award show last night? Alabama sweeps the offensive awards, except for the Mackie, right? Like, Davey O'Brien goes to Mac Jones. Doak Walker goes to Najee Harris. Obviously, the Heisman winner, Devontae Smith, wins the Bolitnikoff as well. And I think he won the uh, Maxwell and Walter Camp National Player of the Year awards also. Um, 
Landon Dickerson won the Remington for the best center. Uh, Alex Leatherwood won the Outland for the best lineman. So the Alabama offense that is going to go down as one of the best, obviously, of this entire era, uh, just raked it in as far as the awards last night. And maybe the, the biggest surprise of last night for me was Patrick Sertan not winning the Jim Thorpe Award. So uh, the Alabama offense, though, is, is obviously going to be tough on Monday night. Um, we'll see who Ohio State has available in that matchup on Monday night. But uh, either way, I, I think Alabama is going to score points in this game. To me, it's a matter of Justin Fields and that Ohio, that Ohio State offense keeping pace, which I think they're certainly capable of doing. Um, you know, the Alabama defense is talented for sure in all three levels. But, you know, watching them this season, it's, it's not as though they're a shutdown defense. They can be beat. Obviously, we saw Florida score a bunch of points in the big t- in the SEC championship. So I, I think Justin Fields, Chris Olave, Trey Sermon, that group at Ohio State can score. Uh, but you're going to have to keep pace with an Alabama offense that, once again, just can beat you in so many ways. And, you know, again, we'll see what the Ohio State defensive line looks like in this game. Uh, Obviously, the secondary is going to have a tough matchup with the Alabama receiving core. But if this is a close game, I think it's, you know, a a shootout and a high-scoring game and a back-and-forth. But uh, I'm excited for Monday night. I'm not excited for the college football season to end. But here we are. We're at the final. And, uh, you know, we're very close to starting the whole, like, NFL draft talk, which... Uh, as you guys know, I'm, I'm a big fan of the whole process and um, getting ready for the draft. And it just kind of feels like it's that bridge in the offseason from college football to whatever's next. Uh, so anyway, we also have Super Wildcard Weekend, which I'm excited about. I talked about this yesterday a little bit on the pod, but six games, three on Saturday, three on Sunday, all playoff games, win or go home. Um, you know, there are a few matchups over the weekend that I'm not super excited about. But, I mean, when you add the element of playoff football, it doesn't get any better than that. So, excited for a big weekend and obviously going to cap off a big football weekend with the Monday Night National Championship, Alabama and Ohio State. All right, that is it for this episode of the Colby Daniels Podcast. Everybody check out Artisan Botanicals in Midwest City. You can visit their website, abotanicalcompany.com, and use the discount code Colby Show, C-O-L-B-Y-S-H-O-W, Colby Show, to save 15% off your online order. Easy and safe pickup. But they have CBD, they have Kratom, they have the new Delta 8 capsules. Uh, So no matter what you're looking for, uh, give them a shot and certainly take advantage of the 15% off when you order online. And look, if you have questions about their products and how they can benefit your daily life, give them a call. They're more than happy to help educate you on what they have and how it can benefit your daily life. Uh, So great people doing great things in the community. And I just absolutely love that they are a part of this podcast and I'm excited to spread the word about Artisan Botanicals. So again, abotanicalcompany.com. Colby Show is the discount code to save 15% off your online order. Everybody have a great day. Stay safe. Have a great weekend for that matter. And I will talk to you on Monday. Podcast is over.